And a good Saturday morning once again, 72 degrees on this uh, sunny Saturday morning. And it is a good morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center right there at the corner of Millen and 12th Street. We do have the lines open for you for those comments and questions at 382-4280-1877-382-4280. You can also uh, text that comment or question for Andy to 80373. And he is in the studio. Let's welcome him in, uh, Andy Waddell. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, it's a beautiful start out there to the day. Sunshine, 70 degrees already. It's uh, hard to believe that it's only the middle of May. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it cooled down a little bit, too, this morning, which is uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of got a little warm this <laughs> this week. So, But uh, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate you coming in. And uh, I know folks are always geared up to you know, get those questions answered and get those hands dirty a little bit. So let's uh, mm-hmm. say we dig into those timely tips first. You bet. You bet. And uh, good morning to you. Beautiful. Blue skies, sun in the forecast, finally some warmth, maybe even a little too much warmth this week, but (laughs) (laughs) made it everybody get that gardening itch. And if it wasn't the weather, maybe it was all the beautiful color with some of Michigan's best bloomers getting ready to show their glory, ready to bloom their little heads off. These tough as nails and some gentle giants, and some old softies. Yet these ornamentals, these trees, will add so much to your yard, to the right spot in your yard. And that's where sometimes Waddell's comes in. Certain trees, as you drive the neighborhood or drive the native area, the backwoods, sometimes on a Sunday afternoon, you'll see where that dogwood or that redbud is growing. Yet you do not have that same situation. Sometimes that poor plant is put out in the middle of your yard. Let's learn and show you how to maybe create that spot by stopping into Waddell's. So later on, we'll just, uh, um, maybe it's your yard. Maybe it's your landscape. Maybe it's your own little space that you could use a new little tree. We'll talk about those more a little later, but uh, with so many chores, mm-hmm, uh-huh. the list gets keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, I just know that sometimes finding out in your neighborhood or in your situation, sometimes somebody will say, well, <laughs> Tim, I put the tree in a pasture. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to a backyard or a neighborhood, you know, the next tree's a mile away. No protection, my poor little Japanese maple. I'm trying to figure out what happened to it. Right. And so um, we want to give um, people a chance to be green thumbers. So, hmm, we can help. And you know what? By the way, I would like to say good morning. So, hi, gardening friends. Had you all had a nice Mother's Day? Did you actually do some of the things we said? to give mom thanks, to give her a little day of appreciation. So I, Andy Waddell, tried last week with my son Eli, and we did just thank him. We uh, didn't give diamonds, Mm. but we did give dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a close relation there. (laughs) It is. It is. But um, she spent time with uh, her mother, 
And uh, Eli and me dove into the vegetable gardens and the four raised beds, cleaned them all out, got last year's stuff all out, cleaned out all the weeds, added in our dairy dew, um, some of the excess. Uh, uh, I needed some bulk topsoil, mixed it all together, and got those all ready. Well, you know what? Sometimes we said last week, time is the hardest thing to give. That's right. So um, we, like Tim said, would love to hear about your gardening or landscape, or maybe some of your stories, problems, or concerns in your yard. So, up and down weather. We have had it. We have had, uh, and we talked last week about uh, Michiganers. We we stand strong and tough, but we've had snow two weeks ago, and then we had, uh, I heard Chicago had 97, I think, or something. Yeah, they got warm. They did. We're in for a cool down, apparently, back to normal. That's that's great. So I I hear 60s and 70s next week. So um, we are fortunate, though, to have Michigan's beautiful beauties. You know, a lot of parts of the of this of the states of our of our um, good U.S. of A. don't have spring, summer, and fall bloomers. A lot of times, when you went to Florida, it's a lot of tropical, mm-hmm. and so yes, there's beauty there. Don't get me wrong, but we have a chance to see things that have so much glory in the springtime, and so. We'll just go through a little list, maybe some things that maybe you see as you're driving around the uh, neighborhood this week. And uh, the item that is really blooming right now is redbud. Oh, yeah. Eastern redbud is what is kind of a frilly, bright pink flower in full bloom right now. We have eastern variety, which is the tough variety. And we have a couple cool varieties in, again, um, the right protected areas, Lavender Twist, and Ruby Falls. We also uh, drove by a yard the other day, Tim. We actually had to back up because <laughs> it was loaded with um, pink dogwood. And so they they must have either pink or red, a couple different varieties in there. And it was stunning against uh, another white tree that was in flower. We'll tell about in a second. But native varieties like uh, um, or native hybrid varieties, should I say, Appalachian or Cherokee series, which is hardy for our anthracnose or our disease that gets into our native dogwoods. Have a wet area or a little different area that you can't use at, try Pagoda. Have a really uh, abused area, like here at WKZO, where there is no landscaper whatsoever, and they put it on a southwest corner. There is a Korean dogwood, everybody here, that in the last 16 years I have passed, and I'm not sure anybody has done much to it. Um, it flowers very nicely. It blooms wonderful. Uh-huh. It's got nice fruit for the birds, and it's, it's a great, super tough plant. So there's a dogwood family that might be in your lineup. Right now, two this week, in all of its glory, is ornamental pear. People know those varieties like Cleveland Select. We have had for years Bradford pear, but we dropped that due to its branch angles being too upright and not out, Tim. So when that Halloween snow hits, Uh all those branches that still have all the ornamental pear leaves... (laughs) catch the snow, and off those branches snap. Oh, wow. So we have new Bradford. 
New Bradford, the branches come out before they go up. It's a li- it's still colonnade, but it tends to hold its branch load or its snow load a lot better. Oh. Great variety, and that's what's blooming white. Very um, stately tree, very nice to line a driveway with. How about just getting into the orchard? Driving down uh, 94, heading towards St. Joe, all those orchards that are along. Oh, yeah. the- yep, apple, cherry, peach, pear, apricot, nectarine, Plum, those are all getting ready to flower or have flowered and just make a beautiful, um, you know, array of um, <laughs> the peach you could smell when we were pulling the, the garden up the other night and cleaning the garden. So that peach was very fragrant. So you get a real nice beauty out of that at the same time. How about Michigan's favorite? We just said apple mm. or crab apple. Now, Apple, sometimes you need, want that cross-pollinator, so sometimes people are not after necessarily bearing an orchard in their yard, but crab apples bear for our feathered friends, our good, good flower in the springtime, and a super tough plant. Crab apples, Tim, used to always be really big, though, full-size, 18 to 30-foot plants, Mm -hmm. very hard to maintain, and now we have varieties like sparkling spirit, coral burst, Sargentina, those are all varieties that are top-grafted crabs, very easy to control. Sparkling Spirits, one of our newest variety, um, great plant when it's closed flower or open flower, and great little top-grafted plant that would work very good in your yard. We have weepers. We have dwarf varieties. We have fruitless crab, so if there is a need, and we also, we have said, everybody, one of our favorite, Royal Raindrops. Royal Raindrops is by far one of our best superior varieties of apple, crab apple, we've had in Michigan. Royal Raindrop tends to be disease almost bulletproof with scab, powder mildew, and black spot. Mm. We'll go to a break here in a second. Okay. But, um, Tim, there's another one we always sell out of every year, and that's the famous weeping cherries and weeping cherry this year being a nice cool april they flowered for weeks so the normal is pink pink cherry is a very large plant if you let it go could easily be in that uh, 12 to 20 feet we have pink snow showers now that is more of a cascading plant and it wants to weep downward very similar to its sister Snow Fountain. Mm -hmm. So Snow Fountain is the white one that tends to be far more compact, flows down, easy to grow right up next to the house. So maybe there's a nice little lineup that could be maybe in your yard. Come walk and talk with one of the salesmen today or salespeople, and uh, maybe you can uh, get a view, take a take a couple photos of mm-hmm. your yard and uh, we could help you out. Absolutely. And those photos come in handy. I keep hearing that. Mm-hmm. So everybody's got a camera nowadays oh, yeah. on that phone. So yep. make sure you snap a picture there. Uh, comments and questions for Andy, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. This morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Local news is like the most important stuff to me. You know what's going on in your local community. Kalamazoo's official online local news source is WKZO.com. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center is where Southwest Michigan begins to bloom. 
Proof is in the thousands of beautiful trees and shrubs purchased from Waddell's that now grace many landscapes. For 76 years, Waddell's has offered extra hardy, northern-grown plants that have beautified the area. A bright-blooming springtime favorite is the eastern redbud. An absolute showstopper great for your landscape's focal point is the lavender twist weeping redbud tree. For a blanket of flowers each spring, try dogwood trees with nine varieties available in various shades of red, white, and pink. Want something smaller? Get rhododendron and azalea shrubs. You'll love the big blooms later this spring and for years to come. Or for something that's green all year round, Waddell's Arborvitaes come in many sizes and shapes and are perfect for screening. Try the Techni Arborvitae. It's even deer resistant. Or for something that's taller and narrower, try a DeGroote Spire Arborvitae. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell. Of course, comments and questions, 382-4280-1877-382-4280, or you could text that comment or question to 80373. Once again, Andy Waddell. Mm-hmm. So thank you, everybody. And I was, maybe I was um, trying to tantalize a few people with some of those colors because uh i'll tell you that's just in trees this week i have seen so many things come in tim that um i'm not sure i'm gonna have a paycheck this week so um well i had been to the store recently uh during the week and as you come down the uh the pink azaleas just stood out yeah. like I, I, your eyes just went straight to them yeah yeah they were just big and bright yeah I uh, the hanging baskets that were coming in yesterday, oh. the pots that were coming in, they were going right off the rack. I'm like, I'll take that one. It went right <laughs> out the door, you know. And so it was kind of fun to see a lot of, and I think everybody's just anxious to to get out because oh, it's been cooler. So, with our honeydew list, everybody, there is a couple pluses with the cool weather that we had in April, and so believe it or not, there is. Still time to get your crabgrass control down. Oh. And I'll tell you that um, other years, it would I'd say it might be too late. But here's a couple pluses that we have. Fertilome has the program that controls crabgrass in the two-leaf stage. So even if it may have germinated, it will definitely take it down and be, be something that's under control. I will tell you all, I put it down last night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, George used to say uh, for years, quit putting it down when the forsythia bloom, put it down when the lilacs are in bloom because forsythia bloom so early, we get a good push of 60 or 70, 75 mm-hmm. degrees. Here comes the forsythia, but the ground is still too cold for it to germinate. You're wasting your money. So oh. put it down and look at what the lilacs are in bloom this week. Okay. Um, the Scots rep said, once you mow about your third time, I thought about it last night. Oh, three times I mowed. <laughs> okay. Okay. And if you look around, the lilacs are just starting to bloom. That's so right. So there's, there's some pluses to that. <clears throat> but Tim, as I was working, pushing that spreader, and it has quite a job, about 60,000 square feet. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a small yard. Yeah. I was singing about the weeds. <laughs> I was trying to give you guys all little uh, um, weeds, because I'll tell you, uh, weeds, weeds, go away. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to do one thing at a time. 
And so mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to get the crabgrass control down and just knowing that the easiest way to take care of some of those prevailing perennial weeds is to get out weed-free zone. Weed-free zone spread it with a spreader sticker. It's a good mixture with a good pump sprayer. And you could do probably the easiest way to do weed control because if you put down crabgrass control, you don't need fertilizer right now. Okay, so now, well, I've been hearing, you know, about the no mow may, so you know, kind of keep the dandelions and stuff for the bees, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you were to apply something like that now, if you haven't mowed yet, is that just a waste of time and money? Nope, nope, okay. it'd be okay, it'd be okay. all right. And you know, a lot of times those dandelions are. Um, Believe it or not, they go through through series, so they're closed in the mornings and opening up during the day if you're trying to watch where your little uh, bees are, for sure. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it's hard to have a good lawn with crabgrass in it, and so corn gluten is another alternative for 100% organic. Stop in. We can show you there is some more additional work with uh, crabgrass control done organically, but um, the weeds... I know I'm going to, uh, I'm knocking on wood to tell you that I have an orchard that I'm going to report back to you guys okay. on, but I also want to try to, been working on the landscaping for a number of years. Now it's time to work on that lawn. <laughs> so putting that, um, <clears throat> putting that raised bed in the other mm-hmm. night, like I told you, we put in the veggies and I was quite worried that, uh, come out the next couple days and the veggies would be laying over on the ground. So if you guys know, uh, if it's a rabbit and it's cut it off on an angle, the, the, um, the actual plant will be gone. They've eaten it. But if it's cut off and it's laying there, that's cutter bee. And so BT or just getting it things that are safe again around vegetables just to get some of that control because I know some of those sevens, seven dust is kind of slowly disappearing. Going over to uh, clients the other day and just walking the yard with them, the south side of the home, again, had a whole bunch of box elder bugs sitting there sunning themselves. And we're not talking about 10. We're talking about hundreds. Yeah, kind of looking like my attic window then. (laughs) So um, she was saying, please help me what to do. So um, there is something called kill a bug that indoor or outdoor could be used. But if you're just using outdoor, Tim, you can use 38 plus, and that's an item that has a residual. So you can spray it, and that's why you won't um, ruin the siding, okay? okay? I might go to the back corner of the house and spray a one-foot sample if you have a concern, just to make sure. Test it out first. Let it dry right. and make sure. So. Sounds good. And uh, let's see. Let's head to the phones. Comments and questions, 382-4280, 1-877-382-4280. Rick, good morning. You're on WKZO. Hey, Rick. How are you? Pretty good. How about you? Good, good. What's going on today? Okay, I planted some asparagus back in the fall, and it's coming up. It's real spindly. I put some fertilizer down, and uh, should I go ahead and pick that, or should I just leave it and let it? Uh, oh no! Go for pick it, pick it, pick it. Oh yeah, because um, asparagus—if you pick it, it will come right back. 
They, right, that's why. But, yeah. but I thought this would be the first year. Maybe I better just let it go. But okay, yeah. I'll start picking it then. But Rick, your first year was really probably last year because it was nice. It was a little starts, or was they were they really small last year? I, I planted them last uh, in the fall. Yeah, yeah. So they so, were small. Yep, you're going to encourage that mother plant probably better by encouraging pruning because then you're going to get that plant to get turn out more rapid growth, which is going to increase that root production. Okay. Okay. After then, you, you don't want to feed right now, but then afterwards, then get in your, get in your program, but then, then do uh get down a good root food in the, in the fall. So that way, you know, it's coming out in the spring with good energy. Okay. All right. So something like rooting and blooming, something like that is a liquid that you could put down or a granular or uh, we have a grower special that you can put down in between your rows of your asparagus too. Once it's done uh, fruiting out and it goes to, you know, goes to flower this summer. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. Have yeah. a good weekend. Mm-hmm. You too. Appreciate the call, Rick. Again, comments and questions for Andy, 382-4280-1877. 382-4280. Take another quick break. Uh, get you some headlines from the WKZO newsroom, and we'll be right back with more with Andy and your calls coming up over the garden fence on News Radio 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Fresh fruits and vegetables from your own backyard will provide you the best quality fruit and save money compared to supermarket prices. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center has a great selection of fruit trees and berry plants. Waddell's is also your source for a huge variety of tomato plants, lettuce, peppers, cucumbers, and more. Fruit trees can provide delicious fruit for years and years. Choose from many varieties of fully branched fruit trees growing in 5 to 15 gallon pots and ready to transplant. What could be tastier than fresh peaches, pears, apples, nectarines, and more right from your own backyard? Another healthy eating choice is blueberries. Or how about almost everyone's favorite, fresh strawberries? Waddell's has pots of 25 strawberry plants, just the right amount to make a strawberry bed in your garden. You can eat healthy with help from your friends at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street or call 345-1195 for curbside pickup. Sunshine on this Saturday morning, 73 degrees, looking for a high topping out around 80 with a chance for showers and storms developing later this afternoon and this evening, falling back into the mid-50s for tonight. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence. Of course, your comments and questions are welcome, 382-4280-1877. 382-4280. And once again, your host, Andy Waddell. Hey, thank you, everybody. And so um, I'll tell you what, this morning, Tim was saying <laughs> about those azaleas. We have tried very hard to uh, get varieties. Mm-hmm. One of the sensitive plants is azalea. Uh, okay. <laughs> A lot of times they get bought from mother for Mother's Day and then are put out in the wrong spot. So uh. we get all our azaleas either from right here in Michigan in the Saugatuck Douglas or right down along Lake Erie in Ohio. Oh. Trying to get all um, zone five, zone six grown azaleas that seem to be coming back more and more for the customers. But so they do need some TLC. They do. They okay. do. 
382-4280-1877-382-4280. Let's say good morning, David. You're on WKZO. Hey, David, how are you today? Hey, guys, I'm good, thank you. I hope you're doing well. Um, I was mentioning to the gentleman that answered the phone, um, uh, because both of my grandfathers came to the U.S. from Lebanon in the early 1900s, one of the things that the Arab culture loves uh, emphatically are apricots. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I forgot to mention figs, although I don't know if fig trees could grow here. But my question is, um, because there's a... um, an orchard way up in a town called Central Lake that a lot of times I'll go and pick from, mm-hmm. rather than traveling three, four hours north. Um, and because sometimes the lady that runs it tells me that some of the crop went bad or there was freezing. And are are certain? I have a kind of like a two part question: Are there are there certain varieties of apricots that are able to withstand? the Michigan winters and early springs better than others? And are they also, let's say I purchase a home and then I want to take it with me, are they trans, Is it? Are they difficult to uproot and replant? Mm-hmm. And one other, and I, I'd be happy to listen to all of your information, I do like horseradish, and people think I'm very strange for that, but I know that that's a perennial also. Any bit of advice about growing either of those i would truly appreciate it and if there's anything you can mention about figs if fig sure. trees would grow would grow in michigan all right so we got a a three-part question here kind of sorry about so that. david you're okay <laughs> so for starters david you are not alone because i love apricot and at the same time it is a sensitive plant to grow moon glow is the variety i would choose because it's a self-pollinating variety okay all of them she is not, um, she is telling the truth. They are a sensitive plant. If you have 10 ap- apple trees and 10 apricot trees, probably the next year you'll still have the 10 apple trees, but you only have seven apricots or six. I am on my third apricot tree. So here's a couple for sure things to do. Um, okay. It's in the same, pe- you know, peach in the same family, but because they just tend to be a little more sensitive, tree wrap around the trunk of the tree when the tree is planted sphagnum peat moss composted cow manure and beneficial mics when you're planting them david i would try to put an apricot maybe out of the severe winds sometimes a central lake which i know right where it is probably get some good winds off the lake shore and even though it gets a good harboring of that snow uh, some severity sometimes in that late freeze tends to take them out so sometimes mulching around the tree, grass away from that trunk, so you get the famous weed whip, lawnmower blight damage. Um, that is probably the things I might do to make sure that apricot survives. Now, on the frost, I would watch the temperatures, and if once that apricot gets going, either cover it in the evening in a heavy frost with a bed sheet or cloth, not a tarp, or have your hose out there. Sometimes uh, fruit orchards will have water spraying over the trees in the evening just to keep them uh, so the frost lands on the water, not on the tree itself. So on transplanting, David, I would say they would be mildly able to be transplanted. But if you're planning on moving, I might 
set the spade or your shovel in one season and then the day you're moving it, lift it up so then it's not sitting in the pot the whole time. It will definitely have a tap root. Um, so number two on the um, Chicago, Chicago hardy fig we do sell at Waddell's. It would be something, Dave, you'd have to make sure to mulch in the wintertime, but it will produce figs that are edible for us, and we do sell that in our perennial department um, from time to time. Do we have it today? I couldn't tell you, but we do stock. That's a stocked item that we have from time to time. Okay. All right, and then horseradish, David, I know would love um, compost, Bone meal, I know that bone meal is going to be a good slow release. I would say compost around but not on the plant. Um, so horseradish would prefer like compost, cow manure, horse manure, but in the rows, not on the not on the stalks. And then bone meal for sure. If you haven't done it in the fall, I would do that in the springtime, and that would help out on that horseradish. I I appreciate that very much, and actually. I'll probably have to come down and pick your brain in person and pull out my notepad to get even more <laughs> in-depth um, background. I mean, I, I wrote down as much as I could, but I will definitely. Um, are you normally there throughout the week? I sure try. I get that's why we got a great team at Waddell's. Come down with those, and we'll we'll get you we'll get you lined up. Okay, I appreciate your time very much, hey, Dave. Thank thanks you. for the call. I appreciate appreciate the call, Dave. And just to let uh, folks know that if you didn't quite catch the whole answer or you missed uh, a portion or the day show, we always have the podcast at WKZO.com. And uh, I think you might as well on your website. So you can always check them out uh, come Monday mornings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll uh, be right back with more of your comments and questions. And Andy, for this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence on News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center has been adding color to spring landscapes in the Kalamazoo area for 76 years. And now that the spring planting season has finally arrived, Waddell's greenhouses and nursery beds are filled with the colorful blooms you've been waiting for. For instant color on decks and patios, see the huge selection of potted blooming annuals. Waddell's also has a wide variety of hanging baskets in purple, red, multicolor, ferns, petunias, fuchsias, and so much more. Some easy care favorites for color in the sun are dianthus, salvia, geraniums, petunias, calibrachoa, and many others. Looking for color in a shady spot? Choose from many varieties of impatiens, begonias, and coleus. From the perennial department, Waddell's features more than 500 plant varieties for both sunny and shady gardens, including phlox, peonies, coral bells, dozens of pasta varieties and more. For rose lovers, Waddell's has more than 75 varieties of roses in every color and fragrance. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Mill and 12th Street. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO, as we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Head back to the phone, Zandy, and we'll say good morning to Jack. You're on WKZO. Hey, Jack. How are you? Um, upright and mobile. <laughs> there you go. That is good today. That is good. So upright hey, is a good thing. If I uh, put down a, uh, a weed and feed to help with the dandelions and that sort of thing, is that also going to help with the crabgrass? No, not a bit. 
Not a bit. Nope. Crabgrass control is two different things. Now, uh, um, there is, if you've done a weed and feed, there is straight crabgrass control called HALT. And so we, we, we stock that at the store, and that way you're not putting on two applications of fertilizer at the same time. Okay. Okay, but um, weed, and, weed and feed would just take care of dandelions, sorrel, black mattock, you know, um, creeping charlie, things like that. Is there, uh, if I do not put down the two, what kind of time frame should I separate between the two applications? You know what? If you've done weed and feed, I would do, because crabgrass control, you're going to have to do almost immediately if you're going to want to do something. So in the next three or four days, for sure, once we get a lot of those dandelions, we've, we've talked about earlier, when the temperature of the ground gets 65 degrees, um, crabgrass germinates, and I know we're very close to it. So you'd want to do that this weekend or first part of next week for sure. Okay, super. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's a good question, Jack. All right, appreciate the call, Jack. And again, we still have a few moments for a quick comment or question yet. 382-4280 or 1-877-382-4280. And I'll even answer more on Jack sometimes that weed and feed is put down just as the norm because you have so many weeds. But if you have a dry day, Mm -hmm. it just rolls right off the plant. That's Mm -hmm. why sometimes weed-free zone being a liquid little spreader sticker. I know there's probably a little more work, you, you know, either spreading with a spreader in your yard right. or you got a pump sprayer in your yard, you know? <laughs> and so just going through in your spot tra- spot weeding instead of wasting, again, your money putting weed and feed where it's not needed, you can just spot treat those dandelions. Oh, I do kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're having our own batch of dandelions at Waddell's Garden Center. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, our grounds man, Ken, Ended up uh, putting weed-free zone, and he was used to the box store crab uh. weed weed killer. And he he says, "Oh yeah, do that." But he was, "Why wouldn't we put down weed and feed?" And I said, "No, no, no, just try try the weed-free zone. That's okay. Right. Spreader sticker." So every other week, he he works Fridays and Mondays. Uh-huh. On Monday, he comes back and goes, "They're gone." I said, "What do you mean?" He goes. The dandelions have just kind of like just fizzled. They're like, like they're gone. So when he when he mowed, like in one application in about ten days, they were they had disappeared. Now with I did mention creeping Charlie, and there are some other items, everybody, that are real combative weeds. So we do have additional weed controls at uh, uh-huh. Weed Free Zone, but creeping Charlie might have to hit a couple times just at the same time. So it's kind of um, neat because. Uh, Apricots too that Dave um, brought up a few mm-hmm. minutes ago. Uh, we always it was always a treat. They were always dried, right? And, uh, or or um, um, in little containers that you'd get a, at uh, the grocery store in your stocking at Christmas exactly. time is what we exactly. do. <laughs> oh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking with uh, talking to my friend at Birdwatch, Roger Taylor, this mm-hmm. morning, and we're talking about some of our birdings and some of the things to take care of them. Sure. We actually, I found a great list. I'll be darned. It's on the Waddell's newsletter. And there you go. <laughs> but you know what? Our hummingbirds have arrived, everybody, and there is a lot of things that we can do for them right now to plant for some of those uh, feathered friends. You know, in the uh, in the plant lineup, we talked earlier about redbud, crabapple, lilac, butterfly bush, wigilia, azaleas, uh, morning glory, daylilies. Um, 
just uh, in the annuals that, like I was saying, I think we had so many racks of annuals coming in, just beautiful stuff, fuchsia, geranium, impatient, reds, like red salvia. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, snapdragons and uh, petunia, wisteria, just oh, yeah. Yeah, nice wisteria, foxglove. So you could be doing other things, kind of creating that garden for those hummingbirds at the same time. So you have questions, maybe come down to Woodell's today and do a walk with us. We'd love to have you All in the beautiful right. weather. Put that on the docket. Andy, thank you very much. We'll join up yeah. with you again next Saturday morning. Thanks to all the callers. And thank you for tuning in to this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence each and every Saturday morning in the 9 o'clock hour during the growing season. Over the Garden Fence brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center right there at the corner of Milliman 12th Street.